great future. We're talking real money. Hey, hi. Welcome to Talking Real Money. The place, the place to get real live, honest to goodness, decent information about financial literacy, about money and making money and spending money and investing money and just dealing with it day in and day out. If you want the truth, if you can handle the truth, oh, you'll get it here at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. They're at Lake Chelan in the big house by the lake with his new portable equipment. Does it sound like I'm in prison or something at the big house? It's the asylum. He's in He's it's in on the, weekends. I'm back on Monday. Don't worry. It's the, never convicted. He's, he's in the fiscal detox <laughs> facility there. Exactly. And now, everybody's being very nice. They're all outside in the pool, and the temperature just oh, dropped a couple oh, of degrees oh. to like 71 okay. or something. So They're in cold. a pool. They're being nice. Pool. Yeah, they're being nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, right. being, they're having fun is what they're doing. Yeah, they're having fun. Yeah. Uh, so give us a call, 855-935-TALK. Now, one... One of our beefs with all these fire websites and these uh, podcasts and things, they talk about this crazy thing. They call it passive income. Passive income. What does the first word tell you in the... the You You don't have to do anything. Passive, right. You don't have to work. It means income that comes from not working. Yeah. Passive income. Sign me up. Yet, yep. there was an article at bankrate.com about 15 passive income ideas. <laughs> yeah. And mm. most of them aren't passive. When did, when well, did, the whole, the, when did working yeah. become passive? Well, the whole point is, by the way, that, that you really aren't, you're not, the, the implication is you're not making anything enough just having it in a bank account, right? You need to put it in something that's going to create some sort of income. For Got you. it. Okay. That would be like a bond or a stock, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. A REIT. Once you get past that, though, yeah, you could Dividend use a REIT. Stuff. That's mentioned in the article. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things they sell is flipping retail products. I guess that means going on which Amazon or going to a discount store and buying a bunch of something. Remember those guys during COVID who went out and bought yeah. all the hand sanitizer? Oh, yeah. Well, they were flipping. Yep, then, they were flipping retail products. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. But isn't that a job? A bunch of your friends together. Yeah, getting a bunch of your friends together and flipping over a Volkswagen Bug or something. But no, well, flipping that's retail hard product, work too. That, that's work. That's that's work. I, actually, my favorite though was the peer to peer lending. So I already went online. They recommend going to Prosper.com. So what not. you're doing there is you're. I did. I already signed up for an account. You did not. What you're doing there is loaning people money to buy like a used car and you're getting paid back at like six or seven percent, which sounds great. Now they do on their website admit that they're making another 10 (laughs) percent. They probably the possibility of default does exist in that sort of you may lose your money. Um, that one and advertising on your car. What do you, I mean, I was thinking like Taco Bell wrap on my car or something. Would that they be okay? They did. Did they put, they did. Advertising yes. on your car is on the list. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, it's like, that's passive. it's like, okay, rent out your home. Wait, where are you going to live? <laughs> Wait a minute. There's one better. Yeah. Rent out the things in your home. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They recommend your lawnmower. You'd rent out your lawnmower. There's a would, lot of demand you, for my used electric lawnmower. You would not get Tom to let go of that. You would have to pry that lawnmower <laughs> out of his cold, dead hands. Okay, well, wait a minute. How much money are you going to make renting out your lawnmower? Really? <laughs> yeah. Come on. At best, maybe what? 20, 30 bucks a year or something? This stuff is silly. Selling money. information products like and this this one cracked me up because it's just like sell an ebook. That's passive. Have you tried writing a book? How much money have you raised from uh, financial physics? Uh, okay, financial physics has been up at Amazon since 2010. A version. There's two versions. Yeah, has it paid? How many? How many months has it paid the mortgage? Uh, point one. Point one month, one tenth of one percent of in all of that period. Actually, I think the total earnings that I have gotten from financial physics from Amazon, is about two hundred and sixty dollars in eleven years. If you call me, you call me. I will send you a copy free. I hate to blow it for you. That's why I'm not making any money off the book. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm because Tom's got a closet full of them and he's giving them away. So writing a book is passive income. Oh, my goodness. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Money, 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 money. It's so darned important. That's why we hang around and talk about it a lot with you at 855-935-TALK. 855-935-TALK. 8255. Until I get too rich from being at Prosper, then I won't be here anymore. So we'll see how it goes. I'm just waiting for you to lose a bunch. Big money. (laughs) All right. Gary's been hanging on for a while. Gary, Gary, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Gary. Hi. I I listen to your show quite often. So, um... I got a question about annuity. I know how you guys feel about annuities, but um, my mom was invested in an annuity and she passed away. And now um, we were told by the person running the account that we could, uh, that it would be treated like a stepped annuity and that all that interest she made, we could just pull it out and not pay taxes on it. And then we asked a CPA and he said, no, you have to no. pay taxes on everything. So yeah. which is it? I mean, do we have regular income? You yeah, know what it sounds like? Income. It sounds to me, Gary, like the insurance agent is trying to get you to roll it into a new policy or something. Hmm. Well, that was the um, other option. She wants, you know, so if you can't withdraw it without paying taxes, then we kind of need to roll it into another annuity. And she gave me an option of a three, five, and seven-year annuity. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, but I mean, I don't how much is, how much money are we talking either. about? So we've been pulling money out of this account for a few years now, trying to get it down before my mom was 99 when she died, mm-hmm. she, when she turned a hundred would have wow. to all come out, but it was $500,000 and we're splitting, splitting it three ways. And, and, and how much a, of that is taxable interest? All of it? Well, Non-taxable is 190. Yeah, most so of it's taxable. Okay, so three, three, three hundred. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that would, you know. I, if it was me, I'd take the money out and pay the pay the tax. Yep, me too. Really, because it would boost. I'm retired, and I make about ninety thousand, and that would boost me up to yeah. over two hundred thousand. <laughs> well, but it's one a one-time year. thing. It's a one-year, yeah. one-time thing. The other problem. I mean, okay, maybe, maybe you you said you're retired. Here's the only case in which it might make sense is to immediately annuitize to put it into an immediate annuity if you need to generate income from that money which may or may not be an option which may or may not be an option because that still may i think it's still gonna have to be taxed yeah to move it from the one to the other i want to reinvest it with somebody else but uh, and so do my uh, siblings they don't yeah but you're never going to get away your net to invest it elsewhere there are no tax-free lunches out there except for a Roth IRA, really. Um, if you put money in an IRA, eventually the taxes have to be paid on the growth. If you put money in an annuity, eventually the taxes have to be paid as ordinary income. Um, I understand. So, so eventually understand they have that. to be paid. I understand that, but she said, you know, if you put in another annuity after three years, you could withdraw a little at a time and not pay such a high um well, you know, she's, she may very oh. well be right that you could spread the tax hit out. So if you're doing it fixed, a fixed annuity, I would not do, use a variable. I would not use an indexed. Um, and I would make sure that that is a, it is a, it is a three year term. No more. No surrenders. And then you're going to be taking out the 160 over a period of time. Over a so period of years. Be, yeah, be less tax, sure. Yeah, it's going to reduce your tax somewhat. But remember, the thing but you're, you're but giving you're up in the end. Anyway. Yeah, the thing you're giving. Well, no, but he's not. he won't be paying as much, Tom. He'll be paying at a lower bracket. I get that. Part. He'll be paying. Yeah. A, so he'll pay okay. a little bit less out. But the thing yeah. you're missing is if, and it could go either way, is anything the market might have made over that period that three, four, five, six-year period over which you're withdrawing it. Uh, but I, I would keep my annuity very, very, very short. And yeah, do a... Three-year. And like yeah. you said, I got to ask if it was fixed or what was the other ones? Well, there's fixed, variable, or indexed. and I would We go- would only use fixed, period. Fixed. Which yeah. is going to be a very low interest rate in today's environment. Oh, my gosh, like... One and a half, two percent. I was going to say maybe two percent. Yeah, I mean it's going to be low. Um, you know, and again, okay, so yeah, you're right. You'll be paying the tax at a lower bracket, right? But you will be paying the tax, right? You're not going to. He knows that. He's not getting rid of it. Yeah, he got that. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Gary. Okay. Thank you. Take care, sir. Bye bye. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Will, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Will. Hey guys. Thank you. I'm the uh, happy. Uh, parent father of um, Molly and Roxy, you might remember back from the um, episode titled uh, Double Dipping Advisors. Double dipping. Hello? Double dating advisors? I'm going to have to look uh, it up. Uh, double. Uh, double. Uh, double, oh, I just I so double dipping um, uh, advisors. And I All right, I'm looking it up. I was very happy to be walking uh, Molly and Roxy when I heard the episode for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five five twenty nine. Yeah. And, um, and no, it wasn't a 529. Um, I actually sent your colleague, your team member, Joyce, a one-page document explaining how we're going to have greater control. 
over the uh, uh, um, assets that are I, put into. Uh, I, I apologize for not remembering, but I just I have an old brain that's leaking now. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you guys went off on on my uh, matching um, pair of um, Avalon. Matching pair. Oh, the Avalons. The yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were laughing. Molly's such a good girl. She's a Caesar. <laughs> and um, my point being that you get that thing you wanted to know why is it that um, we like the uh, Vanguard annuity. Well, we are prepared, as we say, we fully fund everything possible. Um, and, but we cannot purchase a long-term care insurance because we have some underlying health health conditions. Mm-hmm. So okay. trying to be responsible, the benefit of the Vanguard variable annuity is that there is no surrender period, no surrender uh, penalty. And right. um, we can take it out and have it match our uh, potential likely uh, health care expenses and it'll be tax-free. Uh, and the other thing is, it, and, but that was the reason why I wrote it. It wasn't to compare that to the age of the cars. It wasn't to, it was that one-page document I shared with your team member, Joyce, and it's showing how it is possible for, for generous folks like ourselves who make regular donations to charity to use the structure of a private foundation to um, avoid having someone else tell us when we have to take our money out of RMDs. That's what I wanted you to see, and I hope you saw it because your team member, Joyce, said she would give it to you. Well, we will make sure we take a look at that. I, I don't off the top of my head know, Will, and I, I would have to get into um, – <laughs> I'd have to go into another another screen here, as they say, to find that. But we will take a look yeah, at we'll it. Yeah, we'll do some looking because sure I, I really I, – I, I, I apologize. I don't remember this, but I, we're going to do some looking and see if we can't find it. We appreciate the call. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'll talk about your life, your money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Again, our phone number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Um, we've been doing podcasts for many, many years, but since we started putting them up on our, on our Simplecast site, all, everything before that is, is somewhere else. But since we've been putting them up se- September 22nd, 2017, so that's four years. Which doesn't sound very long. No, we've got more podcasts, podcasts than that, but that's yeah. how many we've got up on this service. Since that date, we have done 745 podcasts. And so we're going to apologize for not remembering all of them because that's, I, and that's only in four years. We're not even at yeah, four we, years yet. Yeah, we did a lot of them before that in this iteration. We did a lot of them before that in other iterations. So yeah, so we appreciate the call, and I will, I will go back and see if I can find that paper to yeah. make sure I understand. Yeah. He what will, he will that. too. He's he's dogged <laughs> in his right. determination. He to will find. He it. will too. I like that. He will, he will too. too. Okay, he will got too. it. Yeah. All right. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. And Alan, you're next. Welcome to the program. Hi guys, been listening to you for decades. You guys are great. My question is <laughs> about old. inheriting a house. In buying uh, another person out, uh, my wife and her brother inherited the house, and we want to buy his portion out. Should I pay cash or should I take a mortgage? Considering the oh. rates are in the two percent range, 
Mortgage. Extremely low. I'm loving I'm loving Mortgage. money at two two point four percent or two point five or whatever it is today, if that's your question. I just you refinanced a thirty year I'm refinancing a thirty year at two point seven five. Yeah, no I mean, points. Just what about a ten year loan? Money. Oh, ten year you're gonna get an even better rate. Two. Right. Two yeah. one, two three. I mean it's gonna be cheap money. I mean, so again, um yeah, because the likelihood is number one, you stay liquid with the other money, and number two, you can invest it and you probably no guarantee would make more invested in something else over ten years. Um the question on the table to me would be can you afford a mortgage payment over that period of time? Do you know what ten year mortgages are, Tom? Is it under two? 1.99 is the best wow. rate I can find. Oh, 1.99. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, borrow. <laughs> we don't borrow, often say borrow, borrow 2%, 2%, but borrow. 2%, yeah, well, think I mean, about it for a minute. If your money on. is invested somewhere where it has the potential to make even 3%, 4%, that's pretty conservative. If you're, you know, got a little stock in there, you are then saving your wealth by borrowing you're actually making money by borrowing and right, you're staying liquid percent is uh, not guaranteed anywhere no 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 absolutely not but but a two percent guaranteed rate can, you can actually probably get pretty close when you go out to, to longer terms you can get bonds that are close to that uh, but the fact of the matter is most people take a little more risk than that. And it's the other issue that Tom raised was liquidity. Once it's in a house, it's hard to get out. Right. So, oh, wait, I just found a better one. 1.875. Who's writing that one? Well, what's the closing 1. cost? 8. Where are the closing Let's see. costs? Points are points are one one point on that, so that's a point. Without a point, the best I without any points, the best I can find is one point nine nine. That's I mean, to me, shit. in today's environment, it's a no brainer not to borrow that money. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it. Really, it. I mean, literally, is. yeah. It's I, and and on my refi, I, I'm even getting money. There, I get I got negative points. They're paying some of my closing costs. So. I thought they were bringing you lunch every day for a week or something too. Well. They were going to do it, but Chick Fil A was closed on Sunday. So Chick Fil A—that's no. not lunch. Come on. Also, right. I, I no, Alan. Wait, he probably. wants to ask something else. What? I agree with you guys about the uh, financial illiteracy in the world. I think it's uh, tremendous, and I'm glad you guys are doing a great job. But the schools have to do something about uh, just uh, buying insurance, buying cars, interest rates. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know all that kind Basics. of stuff. You have to know when you get out of either college at 21 or high school at 18. Yep. Not just they need to do it, but the problem is they, they keep inviting stockbrokers in or insurance agents to teach this stuff, and their job is really to indoctrinate them into their world, not to truly educate in most cases. I'm going to say there are probably exceptions, but not very many. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I wonder how much we could charge 
for the behind the scenes chat during the breaks. The green room conversations. During that break, we talked about Daniel Boone and his bear killing record. Yeah. Um, It's a great book. I'm reading the book right now. Blood and Treasure. It's really good. Bear fat. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. 19th century. 19th century bathroom habits. Those those who pine to live in the 19th century. I got a question. Mental (laughs) makeup. Because, wow. Uh, Daniel. Good time. Was Daniel 19? No, he was 18th century, really. He was early 19th century. Yeah. Yeah. 855-935-TALK. We're going to talk about money, though, instead of dead bears. Uh, You didn't finish telling the story? He killed 99 bears in one fall season. 99 bears, man. Just imagine there used to be 99 bears in the woods. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be outside with 99 bears in the woods. No, good point. I just got one in my neighborhood. Shoot that's one, one down and pass him around. Ninety-eight bears. Um, eight five five. That wasn't funny, Don. Shh. You know, I'm going to get myself in trouble one of these days. With I, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Annabelle, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Save Real us. Money. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. Good afternoon. Um, love you guys. So I have two questions, but I'm going to start with the most. Uh, Concerning. So my son is starting college. We're driving him to college next Monday. And we paid our first semester with a 529 that I had, and it's wiped out now. That's all I had. Very, very expensive college. Now, so, so basically, it's like, okay, you're done in six months. We'll see you at home. You got to <laughs> take a lot of courses that early on, is <laughs> my suggestion. <laughs> That's the plan. You're coming back to community college, kid. Right, right. Go ahead. We're sorry. I'm so sorry, Annabelle. No, no, no. You guys yes. are great. You're yeah. very entertaining. No, I, I, we have some savings, but we need it for, you know, our other son who's a sophomore in high school. And my dad has a uh, larger, uh, it's an S fund with uh, American funds managed by Capital Group. Anyway, he has a lot more in there and also some money from my grandpa. The school is $68,000 a year plus room and board. So, one semester, my 529 was wiped out. And what I'm asking is... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to ask. I got to know. What school is $70,000 plus room and board? Just, I just got curious. Yeah, try try MIT and, and Harvard. But this is Chapman University oh. in Orange County. Oh, Chapman, another very fine school. Wow, sure. You got yeah, a smart kid. School. Good job. Yeah, no kidding. That's great. Well, wow, thank you. He's not, plus, I wish yeah. I was smarter instead stay in community college for a couple of years. But <laughs> anyway, so wanting to, wanting to help him out, but also we're like, look, you got to put 80% of your summer savings into it. My question is, is with the, these loans, like we don't qualify mm-hmm. for a loan because between my husband and I, we make over $250,000 a year. So they, mm-hmm. they won't give us any kind, they approved for like that parental plus loan. Uh, for like four thousand five hundred, and my son got approved for fifty five hundred. But I don't know if I should take out the loan or should I just pay cash for the the four thousand five hundred that I need to supplement. And then second question is, do I dip right into my dad's uh, you know S fund college fund for spring term, or do I wait take out loans because that is gaining so much interest? There's like a hundred seventy thousand dollars in that one. Well, the reality is, though, we don't know what that's going to earn going forward. So that's sort of a you're taking a risk there. You're going to have interest accrue on a loan, particularly the kind of loans you're talking about. 
I would spend the money until I needed to take out a loan. That's my yeah. take. Okay. I, I think you have the cash. Okay. Why would why wouldn't you do that first? I guess you know you're right. Maybe it makes more, but maybe it doesn't. Right, especially in the future. Right, it made amazing, like twelve percent a year the last couple of years. Yeah, but that's been in an extraordinary because what it's invested in, if it's through the capital group, it's probably invested in stocks, and they've had some extraordinary runs lately. But eventually, and, I, and we're not predicting that it's going to happen anytime soon. Eventually, those runs will cease, and they'll go in the opposite direction. Um, so you also have that risk. And when money, when you have to use it nearer term, you want to start using Tom it. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Now, I rushed through my statement at the end of the uh, segment there before the break. I I just wanted to make it clear what I was talking about. When you have money that that you need to use... In the very spend. near future, you need to spend it in the next year or two, no matter how well it's done in the stock market. Remember, it's all past tense. It has done that well. There is no reason to believe that the immediate future will be the same. It might be, but we don't know that. So our advice is always to make that money more conservative the closer you get to needing to spend it, because if you don't, what happens if the stock market goes the other way and the money that's there goes down by 50%? And by the way, there were a lot of people saying it was headed the other way this week with our little bit of volatility. Yeah, I would say that money, if it's going to be spent in the next one or, one or two years, I don't think it should be exposed much to stocks at all. Maybe none. Number two, in terms of higher education, this is an interesting time for higher education right now. Uh, Chapman's a very fine school. Excellent school. Uh, with a big endowment, uh, 10,000 students in Southern California doing very, very well. But a lot of other schools are not doing so well because of the COVID, et cetera. There's the enrollments are down. This is a time probably when your young person is heading out to college to do a little negotiating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if Annabelle did that with Chapman, and I don't know the situation. But from my sources, and I have people that work in higher education, they tell me there's a lot of negotiation. Very few people pay basically the sticker price. If you go online, I think Chapman had said it was 55000 or something. 75 That was 75 Okay, whatever it was. Very few people are paying that. You go, go when you're ready to make the decision, you can go and maybe with a couple of choices and say, look, they're going to give me blank if you, and I'll stay, I'll go here if you give me blank. Very mm-hmm. few people are paying the sticker price. So that's something to consider. And that makes people uncomfortable in some ways because they don't like to negotiate things like that. But there's a lot of that negotiation and of course, scholarships as well. So, uh, but that's just a big sticker price to pay for school of any, of any renown. I mean, that's incredible. It's a good thing the parents make good money. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's because I think it's uh, another thing that I think is almost I mean, I think it's awful to saddle a kid with horrendous Mm. amounts, you know, six figure debt coming out of college, particularly if they're going into a field there there there. It really pays if if, to determine what field you think you might be going into, because you may not know you may change your major. But initially, what field are you going into? And what are the average salaries in that field? And how? What period of time? Right. And how How long long is it going to take you to pay off those loans and live? Remember, you're not just putting it all toward the loans. As a matter of fact, when you get out of college, you're going to discover that you don't have nearly as much as you thought 
to put toward the loans because you want to buy other things. Well, and there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal just talking about the legal profession recently that a lot of people there that have gone to law school become attorneys and it's taken them decades to pay off the loans because it has not been as lucrative going into the legal field as they thought it might be. So I think that's something to very closely consider. You mentioned something offhand on that. It's hard sometimes for people because my wife suggests this for our 13 year old daughter that sometimes, yeah, two years at a junior college is not a bad thing because it's not the college experience that. And I by the had. way, not, An- not Annabelle's son by any no, means. He is one of these no, no. high achievers. Yeah, very high achiever. And maybe sometimes it does make sense because the cost is a lot, lot lower. You get a couple years under your belt. I know you can do that through running start and other things as well, but you do it that way. And then you really have two years of the huge payments to to pay i love that what you just said to end up with six figures of loans that's pretty harsh way to start your working career it really is and um and this is way out there but since we're talking about education um there is a huge huge if you've got one of those kids who's very very average and i know it's tough to admit your kid is average but remember the vast majority of kids in america are average Sorry to tell you. Have you ever looked at that curve? They're all right there in the middle. And there is a desperate need for people with real skills. Real, not, not, not a great education. I love a great education. I love education. I suck up education all the time, but I got to tell you, finding people, for example, you know, I was trying to find a great plumber. I don't want some guy who's, you know, just kind of a handyman. I want, you know, when I want stuff fixed, I don't want to break it. Every plumber I talk to is like, I'm so busy. I'm booked up for six months. I can't take anybody else on. And when they come to fix your stuff, they're getting a hundred bucks an hour. I guarantee you they don't have that much overhead. So you're saying not everybody needs to be a doctor. Not everybody needs to be a lawyer. Not everybody needs to go pursue a degree. I hate to say this uh, in history or or oh, or philosophy you're hurt me now because that was mine. By the way, Don and I have different perspectives on this, obviously, because he did not go to college. Nope. For full disclosure, nope. I went to a, a four year school that I absolutely loved. Have many many friends still from that experience. Yeah, but your parents paid the bill. They did. However, however, I helped. My dad always liked to talk about how that I, I ha- always had jobs through college. So I was always making a little bit of money and I did, it, it didn't pay the majority of it, but all the little stuff, gas, all that stuff I paid on my own. So, but you're right. They paid the big bucks. All right. Holly nice boy. Place. Holly, Holly, Holly. Holly. Didn't you sell Holly or something? That was like when I was 11. Well, but that, that was your original away. entrepreneurial I had experience. A janitor, janitorial company. I had a whole bunch of stuff. Wait. I got paid to be in radio a long time ago, too. By you were course. paid in radio, to be on radio in college? Yeah. You got paid? I, worked for, I got paid. I worked for a commercial station all four years of my college. Well, experience. good so, for you. There he, you go. He, see, he's one of those high achievers. Oh, stop. I, 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 on the other hand, deadbeat. <laughs> You did okay. It all worked out. It all worked out. Put it that way. Oh my God. You know, my grandfather, I, I was raised by my grandparents and my grandfather said, I'm not spending a penny to put these kids in college. And, uh, yeah. You know, and what does that tell people when you tell them that? That I'm going to be a carpenter. That's basically what he was yeah, trying to or, tell me. I mean, you're basically he was saying a carpenter. your future is shut off. That's it. We're, you're not, you know, so that's which, which when mm. you're in high school makes you kind of want to do what I did, which was not go to class. 
Well, you were, a, but you were a Santa in high school. You did a lot of great stuff. I did theater. I did a lot of theater. Yeah, and and and, that, and, really. and cover the ears of your children if they're in the car with you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I did. I did play S A N T A at the big mall. I even flew in on the helicopter. You know how Santa, remember how Santa used to fly in? Oh, yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Oh, by the way, I want to finish the the college thing. Um, You just, by talking about this, you added one more thing to the 10 financial things to do before you're 22 that I'm working on. Having a strategy to pay off your loans. Ooh. Ooh, That is a really good one. That always comes up. It always, people always say, well, I got these loans. You're talking about saving in my 401k, but I got this other stuff. So that should be on the list. And it will be. And, and that's, that interest just keeps accruing, folks. You know, sometimes you don't Uh, pay it. You pay as little as possible. Mm -hmm. But when you, that's another thing that isn't taught in school is the, the massive power, both negative, the the power to do both good and ill of compound interest. Not only on your student loans, but on those credit cards. It's like, well, you know, if I just let it, I just pay the minimum every month, eventually, no, you could end up with 10 years of debt paying the minimum without even buying anything new. That, that it can extend out based on its own volition. Couldn't agree Momentum. more. Momentum. Yeah. As you say, it works both ways. Compound interest. Big, big deal. Powerful and dangerous. And we're running out of time. Um, but give us a call anytime at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, or go to TalkingRealMoney.com, which I think is working right now. And you can leave questions there and also learn lots of other cool stuff. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And remember, you can call us anytime with your questions at 855-935-TALK, or you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. But if it gets more involved and you need some give and take, some interaction, you need to spend more time than we have on the show or the podcast, Sit down with one of our advisors. We promise you we won't charge you for one meeting. We promise you there won't be a sales pitch. It'll be really easy. You're going to get a lot of great information. It is totally free. Just go to vestory.com and set up an appointment. Uh, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?